0: Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Matthew chapter 21. We read about the first Palm Sunday. One of my favorite verses is in the Amplified Version and says, Say to the daughter of Zion, inhabitants of Jerusalem, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey, a beast of burden. Yes, Jesus came to us in such a lowly manner and he exited the world in the same way a king who never lived with the comforts of a king, even though he lived as one. He cared for his flock immensely. He loved them, taught them, healed them, and had compassion on them. He cared for his kingdom as a king ought to, and yet he had none of the worldly possessions of a king. He who would carry the burdens of the world rode on a beast of burden through the town of people who praised him. So much wisdom and richness is in this chapter. The Pharisees were livid that people treated him with this kind of respect and worship, Jesus knew he would be killed by these people, and yet he continued to mingle with them and talk with them even this short week before his death. Next, Jesus talks about faith. He said, in whatever you ask for, in prayer, having faith and really believing, you will receive. This is a powerful nugget of wisdom for us to meditate on today. Jesus turned over the tables in the synagogue because of all the buying, selling, and thievery. Just as the word says we serve a jealous God, and Jesus showed us his heart as he attempted to clear the house of worship of all corruption. I wonder what he'd have to say about our churches today. May we have the integrity to affect whatever change needs to be made in our own churches. Let's see what Paul is writing in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul writes about the last days and how they will be difficult to bear. People will be self-centered, greedy, proud, and arrogant, and will be disobedient and ungrateful. They will be morally loose and callous and hate all that is good. Verses six and seven are concerning and say, for among them are those who worm their way into homes and captivate silly and weak-natured and spiritually dwarfed women, loaded down with the burden of their sins and easily swayed and led away by various evil desires and seductive impulses. These weak women will listen to anybody who will teach them. They are forever inquiring and getting information, but are never able to arrive at a recognition and knowledge of the truth. Let us always seek truth, my friend. The word is full of truth. And I thank you again for leaning into the word and gleaning truth for yourselves. This is where we find it. God is alive in his word and his word cuts through the noise of the world and touches our hearts in real ways. There are watered down versions of every truth in the world, but let us hold fast to the real truth here as we read and learn from God himself. Paul writes that scripture is God-breathed and instruction, correction, and conviction so we can live holy lives. Verse 17 says, so that the man of God, may be complete and proficient, well-fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. We are made right through Christ's death and learn more about him and how to live like him through his word. Let's see what's happening in Judges chapter nine. Well, we see death and destruction. Remember, Gideon was appointed as judge and was a great warrior designated by God. He fought the Midianites and won. He also told the people neither he nor his sons would rule over them. One of his sons, Abimelech, was evil in nature and went against Gideon after he had passed on. He talked the city of Shechem into him being king over them, even though they had 70 other brothers. When he gained their support, he went and killed his brothers, all but one. He slew them all on the same rock. Jotham, the one who survived, prophesied against him in a parable of sorts, a parable of trees. This parable shows us that the sons of Gideon were to not rule over the people, as Gideon had said. We see death and destruction follows. Abimelech reigned for three years. Many people were killed and eventually he was killed as well. His sin of killing his brothers came upon his own head, literally, as you will read. In chapter 10, there were two more judges who arose and provided for 55 years of peace. However, after these judges died, the Israelites went back to serving other gods. The anger of God was against them and they were sold to the Philistines and Ammonites for 18 years. The Israelites' plight was grave and they started calling out to God. He would not answer them because they had forsaken him. But they did put away their idols and continue to ask for deliverance. In the last part of this chapter, they started asking who could fight the Ammonites for them. Psalm 110 is written by King David and is referenced throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament. The first verse is God talking to his son, Jesus, Jesus, who takes away the sins of the world. He is designated as the priest forever. He sits at the right hand of God and will execute judgment on the world. This psalm has great significance and is written about by many people. Yes, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. His sacrifice brought about a new covenant, which we are all heirs to. Let us honor and worship him as is due. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that continues to teach us about you, the importance of revering you and worshiping you. Thank you for sending your son to overcome the enemy, death, and destruction. May we honor and revere him for all he has done to wage war on the enemy and win. Thank you for all you do for us and all you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.